Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 20 of Keep It Real with Rachel Sinclair. I'm your host, Rachel, and today my guest is Jenna Claire Mason, who is currently starring as Glinda in Wicked the Musical on Broadway in New York City. Now, obviously, she is not performing now, nor is anyone. We actually recorded this episode in June when Broadway had closed until September. Now the episode is releasing in August and Broadway has announced that it's closed for the remainder of 2020. I say this to give you some context for our conversation. Now, let me tell you about Jenna Claire. Going into this recording, I knew that she was incredibly talented. She is an accomplished performer and artist. She also started a business during quarantine to teach musical theater to youth across the nation, which you'll hear about. She is so smart and driven. But even beyond those accomplishments, she is a wonderful and kind-hearted person. We talked on the phone even longer than what you'll hear in the episode, and I was just so moved by her kind spirit and her selflessness. She was so intentional about wanting to know more about me as a person, and she really encouraged me. And I think you'll see that part of her personality in this episode. Her gentle spirit and love for others is truly magical. I can't wait for you to meet her. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jenna Claire Mason. Good morning. Good morning. How are How you? Are you? <laughs> I am doing good. How about yourself? You know, I have to say I couldn't be happier because I'm sitting on my favorite chair mm. with an amazing cup of coffee yes. and my 45-pound dog who thinks he's a lap dog Aww. is curled up in the chair with me, so it's pretty good. That sounds like a great morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry, what? Where are you? I am in my closet, actually. That's where I record <laughs> to try to get the best acoustics. But um, I'm in Franklin, Tennessee. So <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Did you say we did theater together when we were kids? No, I don't know. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and then I moved here about three years ago. Um, wow. I know. I love it up here. I, I really do. So. And you, you're involved with, like, pull tight? Yes. That that's right. Yes. And what have you done there? I did, so this past fall, I well, I guess it was last August, I did The Miracle Worker, and I played Kate Keller, Helen's mother. Wow. Um, and that was just an incredible experience. I had played Annie Sullivan, the teacher, in high school, and so it was really mm. sweet to come back and tell that story with a different role. Um, yeah. That was great. And then actually right before COVID hit, I wrapped uh, Waiting in the Wings, where I played this kooky very quirky maid Doreen um which was really mm. fun to go from a serious drama to a comedy um yeah and then yeah and so that's that's what I've done so far but um I just I love it. you're so sweet to ask about me <laughs> oh my gosh no I want to know you you are so kind um okay to start off the official conversation why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself you, you want like a little bio? Yeah, just tell like, you know, sort of your career, your personal life and, um, you know, what you're up to now <laughs> this summer. Sure, that's that could be linked. You feel free to stop me at any point. Um, <laughs> hi, it. hello, how are you? My name is Jenna Claire Mason, married name Moffitt. Mm -hmm. It's a long name. Love it. And mm -hmm. 
you know, Rachel, being in the South, everybody loves a double name. Oh, of so course. that's why I've got two first names. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Brentwood, Tennessee. Woohoo. And not too far from where you are, but um, if I'm being honest, Franklin is my favorite city Aww. in the whole wide world. It's so dear. <laughs> On the weekends, we would go do, um, we would go to Meredith's and oh, walk yes. around downtown Franklin. Um, and favorite dessert I, at Meredith's? It's a frozen fruit salad. If I mean, it says mm. it's a salad, but like it's dessert. <laughs> let's be honest. It's or delicious. like the turnovers. I love the turnovers. Oh, I've never actually had a turnover. <sighs> or the chess bars or the mm. lemon bars. I oh, love so the bars. I, I usually go s'mores bar, but uh, so oh, I haven't had that one. <gasps> oh, I it's love good. s'mores. It's so good. Or key lime. Okay. And, yeah. I'm going to check it out. Oh, yeah. The key lime. Oh, such a fan. Yes. Such a fan. <laughs> So I, yeah, I grew up loving, loving musicals. I, I saw my big brothers perform in, in community shows and in their school shows. And I think that was definitely part of the gateway, but we also just grew up watching movie musicals too. I feel like that, I'm not sure cause I'm not a parent yet, but I feel like one of the secrets to raising awesome kids is, um, like just to let them watch movie musicals. Yes. Yes. I love that. What was your favorite growing up? Like as a kid? Sound of music. Oh yes. Yes. Loved Classic. sound of music. Annie. Mm-hmm. Cats. Oh yes. Later I loved West Side Story and mm-hmm. Guys and Dolls. Oh, so yeah. many, so many good life lessons tucked away into musicals. It's so true. <laughs> And then I started auditioning for local shows and shows at school. I think um, a big turning point for me was summer. I think after fourth grade, I got to play Annie and Annie at my all girls summer camp. Oh, just like fun. just like a female daddy Warbucks, you know, with like a fake <laughs> beard or mustache. Yeah, it, it works. Um, you know, <laughs> do what you got to do. But I thought, you know, the competition was tight there, you know, at the all girls summer camp for the role of Annie. So oh, yeah. I was like, I think I've got this musical theater thing down. <laughs> Maybe there's um, a talent here that you should pay attention and to. And then I think probably for middle school and high school, I maybe never got the role I wanted, but it was like, you know, it was maybe the peak of my youth (laughs) in terms of, of music theater success. But, you know, I say to kids and I think it's so true. You get so much out of every experience, whether you're playing a tree in the Wizard of Oz, which I did, (laughs) or, um, yeah, being a a background cheerleader in high school musical. It's all, it's all really fun and really valuable, but, I saw my first Broadway show in fourth grade. I saw Les Mis Mm. and was like, people do this for a living. Count me in. (laughs) And then the, the real nail in the coffin (laughs) sounds dreary um, (laughs) was I saw the original cast of Wicked on Broadway. And I was, wow. I was sold. Mm. Was this, (laughs) Oh, that's what I'm going to play Glenda on Broadway. Cool. Great. That's what I'm going to do. Was this, were you in London? Is that right? I have seen it in London, okay. but this was the original Broadway cast okay. that I saw I in seventh grade. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm and dating you... myself, but. <laughs> no. And you said, I want to be Glenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yep. To my parents. And. And what did they say? The... <laughs> That's a good question. My dad, who, bless him, he said, you and every other little girl. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but in his defense, he did, you know, drive me to all the dance classes and, and help me go to voice lessons and, and did all the things. But So he was very, very supportive. That's also kind of his sense of humor. But I think he was very in touch with the fact that it's a competitive industry. And yes. I I wasn't in touch with that. <laughs> like, oh, that was just fun. I want to ride in a bubble. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And then, so you studied musical theater in college, right? Yep. I went to Elon University. I wonder how far Elon is from Sanford. I don't know. Again, really bad with directions. So I'm probably not the right person to ask, but. Um, I, I don't know. Alabama, maybe, it, I don't know. They're long states. Not, yeah. But <laughs> I feel like it can't be too far. No. Um, but I went to Elon for music theater. I love Elon University. I always joke that I'm an unpaid walking advertisement for um Elon I love it so much that's wonderful oh I love that's what you want about your university you know to have that experience and those feelings yes I feel the same way about Sanford just love it so okay and then what was your major um I (laughs) okay hold your breath it's journalism mass communication with concentrations in advertising and public relations and then I minored in general business (laughs) so what does that mean I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I like communicating (laughs) yeah that's great yes um and after Elon I, I I got like one month after graduation I got married to my sweet husband Eric Prince and then, Eric, right? <laughs> Prince Eric, yep. And then we moved to New York and uh, never looked back. Oh, that's <laughs> No, I, I did, um, I think in the summer in college, which is how I met him originally, I, I did summer stock, which is pretty popular to be, perform regionally um, as a college music theater student. And out of school, I did the first national tour of Flashdance, and then the first national tour of Newsies, which was really fun. So fun. And then I did a little show in Vegas. It was the Duck Dynasty musical. It was called Duck Commander Musical, and that was a blast. That sounds like so much fun. It was so much fun. (laughs) And then um, I did, um, and then my next gig was the Standby Glinda on Broadway. So when MK was the Standby on tour, I was the Standby... um, on, in New York. So we kind of knew of each other. Mm-hmm. And then I took over the role on tour and then she joined me on the road, I think, after I'd been there for about five months. And then we did a whole year together on the road, which oh, which is amazing. That's so fun. It was, it was really fun. Yes. What Do you enjoy the traveling part, like the being on the road and going different places? I have to say there's no tour I enjoyed as much as the tour of Wicked. And mm-hmm. I think part of that has to do with the fact that we have longer sit downs with a lot of the other, I'd say most other tours, you're kind of moving around every week, or if it's really rough, you're moving around every few days, but Wicked, you know, the, the shortest they're ever anywhere is two weeks. Right. Um, otherwise it's more like, it's, it can be two to seven weeks, two to nine weeks even. So um, the, the longer sit-downs, I think, help you feel a little more settled and you're not totally. yeah, moving around quite as much. It gives you enough time to actually buy groceries and, and feel yes. like you get familiar with the city. And so it was great. I mean, 
I think there was some other tour experiences where I was like, okay, ready to wrap this up. <laughs> and after 20 minutes, or sorry, sorry, 20 months on the road with Wicked, I was not ready to go, Aww. which surprised even me. <laughs> right. I bet. Oh my goodness. And then I took over Glinda about a year ago, uh, April 20. What was that? 2019? <laughs> 2020 feels like it's been three years already. Right, so it's hard hasn't to know. it? Oh, um, but I was talking to my company manager yesterday about, well, usually they flip over their girls pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say um, every year to a year and a half, they like to change up the, the roles of the witches. And and so I was telling, talking with my company manager that by the calendar, I'll be the longest running Linda <laughs> on Broadway ever. Hey! I won't have actually done a lot of those performances but, um, but counting yeah. the months, <laughs> right? I get to be the current reigning Glinda, despite the fact that nobody's performing. <laughs> right. I'm. I'm just so sad for Broadway. I know it's the right thing I and it's know. necessary, but it's sad. <laughs> it is sad. Yeah. What What do you miss I'm, the most right now? Oh, I miss seeing my people. Mm-hmm. You know, we we text and we Zoom and stuff, but. It's, it's definitely like little family unit units, um, within, you know, within the theater world. So (laughs) to, to have that, I don't know the thing, there's things that you, there's things that I was doing every day. I'm sure everybody feels this way that, you know, were so routine that you just totally took for granted. I know one of the things for me is, is getting on the train and riding into the city every day. You know, it was just a normal part of my commute that I'm like. Oh, I kind of miss, I kind of miss that. Right. It's like uh, that built-in routine. Right. And on um, Saturday nights, we have what's called the the Broadway Express because I live in Jersey and a lot of Broadway people live out here, mostly people that have families. So we kind of do our own thing during the week. But on Saturday night, everybody <laughs> sits together and, and, you know, cracks yeah. jokes. And even after a two-show day, everybody just wants to, yeah, hang out. Oh, I bet. It's pretty sweet. What I've always wondered this about Broadway. Do you I mean, what time do you end up going to bed? Because I have to like wind down after a show and I can only imagine totally. You know, you're yeah. all hyped up. I mean, what's your what's your sort of routine when you're doing shows? The hardest part is I think sat Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Because the show ends around 10:50. I'm on the 11:11 train home. I don't get home till like midnight and then you still want to, you know, eat your dinner, which is what I do. Oh, (laughs) totally. I try to go to bed by like one or two, but I have people, I have friends in the theater community that like to stay up till three. And, you know, it's really a lot harder for people who are our parents because kiddos like to wake up early. But I think that late night going into a two show day on Sunday can get pretty brutal. Ooh, two show day. But then you have Monday to, to rest again. Right. Speaking of rest, I feel like um, Broadway is going to sound so good <laughs> because when when everybody gets back, because everybody will have had like um, a notable amount of vocal rest. I mean, I guess yes. we don't know exactly, but I think it very well could be like a year, one year of vocal rest. And you think right. about, I mean, I think about going and seeing Broadway shows and hearing Broadway voices and, you know, those people are usually just getting one day off a week and they sound fantastic. Yeah. Everybody's going to be so well rested. That's such a good perspective. I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Did you hear, 
about Simone Biles? No. I guess, okay, so you're going to have to fact check me on this, but because okay. it was a story that I heard from a friend, but he's a, a really amazing gymnast and loves Simone. But I guess, you know, they work gymnasts really, really hard. And even after they, you know, go to the Olympics, they maybe get a week off and then they're back at the gym. Right. And so it was a big deal because all these gyms were closed. So people were taking months off. Um, so I think Simone took like two or three months off and she came back to the gym and after two weeks, she was doing more difficult stunts, routines, material than she had ever done in her life. Wow. I feel like, I mean, it's also, what what isn't it? Isn't it biblical to take, you know, the seventh year, the seventh year be a year of rest. Yes. You have to think, Oh, maybe, maybe God knew what he was talking about when he was telling us to, to slow down and rest and, and, you know, get restored. (laughs) That's so funny that you say that because I started, I use air quotes to say Sabbath thing because it's not always perfect. (laughs) And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, Sabbath thing is not a legit biblical word. But I try to, you know, take a Sabbath, like a 24-hour period of, you know, rest and not straining myself, doing things that bring bring me rest, bring me joy, spending time with God. And um, I even wrote in my journal when I started, I was like, well, didn't God come up with a good idea? Like, wow, once I started doing yeah. this, isn't it isn't it amazing yes. that <laughs> it actually um it works. Like it's so helpful to the routine. So Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's so true. But and I I didn't necessarily choose this year of rest. However, my husband and I are celebrating our seven year anniversary Aww, this weekend of being married. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, seven. That is that your favorite number? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. That's great. And he he's a pilot. Is that right? He is. He's okay. flying right now. He oh. left early this morning to go fly. He's a flight instructor, so he's earning his hours to hopefully become a commercial pilot someday. Um that's but wonderful. Yeah, in the sky at, at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> in the sky. I bet that's been nice to for you to just be able to have more time where you're in one place and not, you know, moving around and just have that oh, time yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's been such a, a gift out of all of this. Yeah. And, and your dogs. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Oh, I'm with them right now. We just walked out into the backyard. Um, No, they're the best. I always wanted dogs. And my husband said, let's wait. It doesn't seem fair to the dogs if we don't have a backyard. So let's Mm. wait till we have a backyard. So about a year ago, my husband and I found this really broken down little house um, that needed a lot, a lot of love. And we decided, wouldn't it be genius as first time homeowners to do a gut reno? I mean, talk about watching too much HGTV. We were really (laughs) confident in taking on this project. So yeah, we took on this gut reno. Are you handy? Are is either of y'all, you know, I can use a little baby sledgehammer. I, I would not consider myself to be super handy, (laughs) but we did have a a lot of help along the way, Yes, but it did take about nine months and, you know, everyone says it's going to, it's going to take 
twice as long as you think and it's going to cost twice as much as you think yeah and I don't know about the cost but it was I mean you, you didn't, <laughs> the final line definitely is, is, is shocking but we are it was perfect timing for getting into a house you know before all I feel like this would be more difficult this season of life would be more difficult in an apartment especially because where we were before the apartment was small but there was nice amenities but goodness I'm sure all those amenities were shut Shut down down. (laughs) for for COVID yeah yes and now you have your space with the backyard (laughs) right so we got a backyard so then I got two dogs oh (laughs) yeah I waited so long (laughs) (laughs) that is so sweet Hey guys, it's me popping into the podcast to ask you for a tiny favor. Now, before you run away, it's not money, it's not information, it's about leaving a review. Reviewing a podcast can make the world of a difference in helping the show be more visible to more people. The best part is it's super easy and quick. One recent review is titled, Great Show. The review says, just quarantine binged this thing, solid. I love it, and that is seriously all you have to do. It can be short and sweet, but it makes a huge difference. I read every single review, and they seriously mean so much to me. So, please rate the show and write a quick review. All right, back to the podcast. Tell us about the the summer sessions that you're doing. Oh, yeah. So, my friend Mary-Kate and I, we were opposite each other for a year on the road. We always... We're dreaming up ways that we could work together beyond the world, the wonderful world of Wicked. Um, and so I think <laughs> the the irony of playing these roles on the road and traveling is that everything is kind of hmm, subject to your being able to do eight shows a week, right? So it feels like so right. much of your days and your life is revolved around preserving your vocal and physical and emotional and mental and spiritual energy. Right. So yeah, just total self-preservation mode. So we always joked and dreamed about, wouldn't it be fun if we could go back to all these cities we toured through before and actually see them and like sing a concert? Yes. So oh. that was kind of, well, you know, fans d- dubbed us the double name witches. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of took that on as our own, but we're like, Oh, it'll be the double name witches. We'll go, we'll find a, a pub and we'll do a, a little concert and then we'll, we'll see the sites. We'll do all the tourist things that we never got to do. <laughs> right. Um, Cause you had I to remember sleep specifically <laughs> being in Toronto and the CN tower was out our window, but we never had the time and or the energy to, to walk across the street and go up it. So that was kind of the dream. And then when all this happened and it looked like things were going to be on pause for maybe a year, we started uh, dreaming up ways that we could, yeah, teach together and partner together. And Mary-Kate and I had both taught individually, but never together as a team. And I think we were kind of like, what's this going to be like? How is this going to work online? And we came up with a lot of systems on the front end that we thought would be helpful. And she said to me the other day, and I feel the same way, that it's teaching together is even better than we could have expected. We're having such a good time. We 
originally we're going to take on 16 students for July. Mm -hmm. So it's like online virtual music theater classes. Basically we were hoping that it could kind of take the place of all the summer camps, you know, the drama camps and things that were getting canceled for the summer. Yeah. Um, and I think, oh my goodness, as a kid who was aspiring for Broadway to be able to learn from, you know, professionals, I think that would have been a cool opportunity. So I hope it's a cool opportunity for kids, but wanted to keep the class sizes small to about eight kids. So we were like, if we could start with two classes, that would be fantastic. But we had almost a hundred kids audition. <gasps> oh, so we had 29 students this past month. We did, um, four classes. We did eight to 11, 12 to 14, 15 to 17 and 18 to 20. And oh, how wonderful. Yeah, it was great. So we, you know, the kids sing, we do, we talk about song interpretation, we do audition technique, we do mock auditions. And then this next week, there's going to be an online virtual recital. And it's just been so fun. And we just launched some new classes for next month, in addition to kind of our core class that we offered this month. And so we wanted to give an opportunity for us returning students to, you know, keep being involved. And so it's sweet to see, I mean, we've been so inspired by the dedication and the growth from these kids it's it's cool that even in a virtual setting that you know they're so capable of learning and growing and yes and it's it's been really special so i'm really excited for the the virtual, virtual recitals, recitals next week oh. and it it's really sweet yeah that kids want to come back next month Oh, I'm sure they do. That sounds so fun. And I think people are just craving a way to um, connect. Yes. And like be creative and, you know, get get outside of the normal, you know, COVID routine and like do something that's inspiring and fun. And oh, I know that has just brought so much light to people. So I I am really happy for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, can I ask you a few like nerdy theater questions since (laughs) I'm a nerdy theater gal? Okay. Um, Tell me about how you like to get in character before a show. Like what are your methods and does it become easier once you've done it so many times? Yes, definitely. Mm. There are days where I'm, you know, getting to the theater and, and piling makeup onto my face. And I'm like, that's so weird that this is technically part of my job description is to, you know, contour my face with blush or whatever, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, I think part of it is, is being prepared on the front end. And I have done this role almost a thousand times now, oh, but my goodness. <laughs> I think having the time when you get to the theater to take a breath and not be rushed is great. So I try to get there and you only have to be there 30 minutes before I like to get oh, wow. there an hour before so I can, yeah, take a breath, um, maybe listen to music, have a really good warm up, have time to put on my makeup because it's not fun putting on fake eyelashes when you're in a rush. So you're Too tricky. <laughs> you're doing the majority of your makeup. Oh yeah. I do all my makeup. Oh my goodness. Okay. I yeah. did not realize that. I would say for the most part, um, for, Broadway shows, everybody is doing their makeup unless it's considered specialty makeup. So um, if you're 
Elphaba, obviously, or Ursula or the Phantom or, you know, someone who really requires some sort of special effects that everyone's doing their own makeup. You know, they give you, there's always a makeup artist on site. So I was given a plot and I was given makeup and I was kind of taught how, how to do it. And if you, if you look at my makeup over the years, you can see that I I think I've gotten better at it (laughs) just with, just with practice. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would I would require a lot of um, help and <laughs> advice from the makeup artist because that's I yeah I still don't consider myself a makeup expert by any means, but I'm I'm pretty okay at that Glenda makeup plot anyway. Yes, so you use that <laughs> time to kind of prepare and get in the mindset of being yes. ready for this. Oh, year. definitely, yeah. So I think feeling good physically and vocally, and then. Yeah, having having your makeup on, and I, you know, I have my my pre-show routine. I like to make some tea, and I like to check in with my with my alphabet across the hall. Yes, and I have a I have a dresser named Hannah Dowdy, and she is she's just my bestie at the Gershwin. I love her so much. Um, our nickname for each other is. Gunda, G-U-N-D-A, Gunda. and we call each other Gunda. Gunda. Um, and if anything is good, it's Gund. Um, so she, I mean, she keeps me uh, alive during the show, <laughs> but also she just keeps me laughing the whole show. Aww. She's so sweet. I miss her so much. She's, she's definitely, it's been really hard not not seeing her every day because you know, I spend all day with her at the theater and I, I want to take her home with me. And then to, to not see her for months has been excruciating. Thank goodness for FaceTime, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, but I, do you have yeah, a favorite ahead. costume? Yes. Um, I think it's always changing. I always dreamed about wearing the, the bubble dress yes! for sure. But and I love floating the popular in the bubble, one. I'm sure. Right. The, the <laughs> bubble dress, the, the tricky thing about the bubble dress is that she's really big and really heavy. So she's mm. beautiful, but she's she's a load to carry yes. around. So I really like the popular dress. She's so pink and flirty and flouncy. But the cool thing about that bubble dress is that it does definitely help you get in character. And Glinda has this really cool moment before the show even starts where you get into the bubble and you go, you know, 35 feet up into the rafters. Mm. And that's a really cool moment to get centered, say a prayer, wiggle your toes in your shoes, (laughs) pretend like you're on the ground. Uh And then you listen to the, you have, you know, the space to be by yourself up there. And then you get to listen to the whole, you know, opening orchestration up there. And yeah, it's very cool. I bet that's surreal. And let me say, you have to like come out guns a blazing. Like your first song, that's, <laughs> I mean, you got no time to like jump in or ease in. It's <laughs> that. I remember the first time I saw the show, I was like, oh, that is, wow, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was actually sitting with my husband playing a game the other night at the table, and I, I started thinking about that first show back and what that's going to be like and how mm. oh, yeah. obviously moving it will be for, I hope I, I hope for everybody, but I think nerve-wracking too. <laughs> I mean, I know we will have had rehearsals and things to get back into the swing of it, but I do think it'll be... Um, yeah, I'll be nervous. I know it. I know I'll be nervous. Even after doing it almost a thousand times to take to take such a long break off is right. it's gonna be This is just surreal. a lot of anticipation, you know. Yeah, and I'll I feel like, you know, I've been playing Clinda on and off for, for five years and 
I feel like my Glinda has grown and changed as I've grown and changed. And I wonder, yeah, what, what new things will, will be infused in, into the character yes. <laughs> when we return. Tell me, tell me what you love about Glinda, Galinda or Glinda. Mm, I love, there's so much to love about Galinda, Glinda, Glinda <laughs> the good. She, I think she's very compassionate. I think she has a really big heart. I think she's really smart. Yes. I think she, you know, she ultimately steps into, spoiler alert, steps into this position of power at the end. Uh-huh. And I think she's striving for something better than, than what she's seen in the, in the past for her, for her country, for her land. And I, I think she's a good friend and I think she's a good daughter. Mumsy and Popsicle. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and yes. yeah, I would love to be, I think she's really strong. I think she's really strong. I think she's uh, brave. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, I think we, see her without giving too much away mm-hmm. in a place of, you know, being broken down. Like she's, she's lost yeah. a lot, a lot. And, uh, despite all that, she chooses to persevere. And I think that shows such strength. I have chills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I, I love her. I went into the show not knowing the storyline, which I'm so glad because I was so surprised at all, you know, the twists and turns. And then, oh, again, without giving too much away, the end just got me. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And then, of course, curtain call. It's, you know, it just all comes together and it's it's happy. But um. It's Man. crazy. I love I love the show so much, even after doing it so many times. And what's weird for me is I think the theater community kind of knew something was up, you know, middle of March when when COVID was was setting in. But I did my, you know, last show of Wicked end of February because I had the month of March off. I was going to film this little TV show in um, Florida. So I wasn't there March 12th when they said, hey, Broadway shut down, um, oh. which would have been, I think, really surreal. But, you know, I, I did my last show, I think it was maybe February 28th and, and flew off to to New York or sorry, down to Florida right. to film. And I, I mean, I had no idea that I wouldn't be coming back in a few weeks, you oh. know, to to Broadway. So it, it, it's crazy. And even being in Florida when, when things started to really hit was uh, wild because central Florida wasn't being affected the same way New York was. So you're just reading, reading headlines and going, what is happening up there? Right. So yeah. Like, is this, is this real? (laughs) Is this actually what's going on? And, oh, yeah. It's crazy too cuz so many people did their last show without knowing that it was going to be their last show mm. either. Oh, that's contracts so were up or, you know, whatever. So right. it, that's you know, and I didn't know it was it was going to be my last show for a while, you know. I do I do plan on on returning, but yes. um our contracts are all kind of suspend and extend. So it's just on pause and you're supposed to kind of, you know, pick up where you left off when, when we return. Right. Well, that is going to be a happy day. Did you see, um, music man? Did you see their announcement? No. 
Certainly, I'm behind on the news. I got (laughs) to get my head in the loop. (laughs) Music Man is supposed to come back. Or sorry, Music Man was supposed to open this summer across the street at the Winter Garden Theater where Mm -hmm. Beetlejuice was before. Yes, okay, yes. And it's, you know, Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman. So I was really excited to hopefully meet my new neighbors. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And they pushed their opening to the fall and then they just announced, I think yesterday, that their opening, their new opening night is May 20th, 2021. Oh, wow. wow. So okay. That's definitely a, a pinch of reality. That, yeah, that's kind of mind blowing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but I still feel hopeful, at least for the spring, because if they're opening yes. May 20th, you'd have to think, you know, maybe previews in March. Yes, I yes, yes. No, I think so too. I think. And I think everybody collectively realizes we have no clue, like, what tomorrow's going to look like. And it's just, you know, right. we want one to. one step at a time. Yes, take one step and just um, be realistic but be hopeful, you know. We can right. do both at the same time. And um, Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Man, what great neighbors. That's, <laughs> that is exciting. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, I I know you have to go, but I, I feel like I could talk with you forever. This has been so much you fun. You too. <laughs> this was a blast. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for coming on. And um, y- you're just such a gem of a person. It's true. What oh. Annie <laughs> says is true. Like, <laughs> Thank you. That's yes. so sweet. I'm, I was, I mean, I was so impressed with with you. And and that's why I'm here. I think you're really patient and persistent and professional. And um, yeah, it's it's such a joy getting to know you. You're going to have to come visit me in New York someday. Oh, I would love to. I just, for the first time I went in December, um, a trip with my family and it was, I'd never been and I just loved it. I'm, I'm sad to say Did you see any shows. Yes. And we, we debated, I mean, we wanted to see everything, but we had already seen wicked three times. And so <laughs> we were like, I feel like we should expand our horizon, even though we, I, you know, new. I know it was hard. We saw Hamilton. Oh, Good. amazing. Oh, so it was Who incredible. was Hamilton? It's awful to say. I don't know. I can't think off the top okay. of my head. Um, that's bad. And then we saw Waitress, which was so good. Oh, good. I'm so glad you saw it um, With Catherine McPhee Foster. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, so it was, I mean, I just, I loved New York. Absolutely loved it. So I plan to come back. So whenever it's a that magical is. magical place, especially in the holidays, around the holidays. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was. Keep right. in touch, okay? Yes, definitely. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. <laughs> talk soon. Bye, Rachel. Bye. Isn't she wonderful? Ah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. You will definitely want to follow Jenna Claire, and you can find all of the links to her social media in the show notes. That's a wrap for this episode. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at one, like the digit, Rachel Sinclair, and on Facebook at Rachel Sinclair Writes. I hope you are all staying safe, and I will talk to you next time. Bye for now.